He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor. I had a 6 ACT in 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating. Now with Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio on the road here at East Lansing. More and more folks streaming in. A few more red here at the East Lansing Graduate. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Right of Fairbury, NBC Sports. The professor, Bill Dolman, still hard at work, taking some time out for us. Connor Clark in. Elijah, whereabouts unknown, like Daniel <laughs> D. Day. Uh, we shall see uh, Elijah tomorrow. It's uh, part of the uh, pregame show, weekend edition at 7 a.m. live from Spartan Stadium. Billy D., it's been a while. I haven't talked to you since, well, last night in the old Average Joe podcast. How are we? Well, and, and since you went on the lamb, but uh, you're right. I'm a little worried about the the whereabouts of, of Elijah. You know, the, the the optimism of youth to leave like 24 hours to make a 20-hour drive to go to a football game for three oh, hours. I got to call timeout. I got to call timeout. I can't hear, or there he is. He's buffering. Bill, blink twice if you can hear me. I can hear you. Or am I the one that's frozen? Okay. You're frozen for me. Um, Am I frozen or are you frozen on the video? Schmitty is for me. Cotter, chime in here. Help me out. Look at that. A bunch of Husker fans are waving at me. It's like I'm an animal in the zoo. It's wonderful. (laughs) They got their big red cowboy hats on. I love it. That's pretty cool. I, you know, I've been listening to the Goddard, give me. Yeah, Schmitty, Schmitty, you're you're buffering big time. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Bill, continue. You know, you you can. Uh, I'm I'm impressed. I've been listening that the, the amount of people that have been making their way to Michigan State, and I've been on some of these road trips with uh, Schmitty. You know, there's Husker fans there, but it's it's kind of like they're going out of. Um, uh, I don't want to say routine, but it's like, well, we got to go, and, and we'll we'll go to Minnesota, we'll go to this game or that game. I'm getting the sense that these people that are going to Michigan State are actually going with a lot more enthusiasm than Husker fans have had in the past. I mean, they want to be there. They want to they want to be there for that sixth win. They want to be there to figure out if it's Detroit or Phoenix or Orlando or Nashville or Las Vegas. And if Nebraska has a chance to go to Vegas, people are going to leave East Lansing and make their way to Las Vegas Sunday. <laughs> well, I am making big thanks to the Nebraska fans who shoot the internet. God love them. They walked by. It's, they're all bundled up. They've got their red cowboy hats on like John Cook. It's pretty <laughs> cool uh, to see a, a little bit of red amidst the green. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm back connected so we were talking about, you know, this Nebraska team being different than past teams. They've overcome some demons because of that incredible defense they have. As you look at tomorrow, you know, what are you uh, excited about if, if you're a Nebraska fan? And are you able to, to truly go in excited or is there still some of that caution? You know, I, I think that Nebraska has built confidence uh, maybe from that defensive stop at, at Illinois, that the Sunday practice was a gamble that uh, Matt Rule was willing to take with his team on a short week. And I think we talked about it here and on the Average Joe Sports Show uh, podcast that that may be one of the benchmark moments of Matt Tenure's tenure 
at Nebraska, uh, Matt Rule's tenure at Nebraska, that he was willing to take that chance and his team responded and then they, they're able to get a win on the road. And the confidence of that football team really ever since then has been on the rise. And it really hasn't waned all that much. And especially with the defense, they know they can rely on that. Special teams have gotten better. Offense has been serviceable. So they've won on the road already in the Big Ten. And now they're back. And they're going in as a favorite at Michigan State. And they know they have a team that's wounded. But it's a team that uh, might be you know, somewhat reminiscent of where they were a year ago, speaking of Nebraska. But they still played hard down the stretch. But I, I just think that the confidence with this Nebraska football team, as fragile as we may have thought that it was at, at times, I think that it's reached a, as it ascends, it's reached a plateau. That it's not going to go back down. It's going to be here and then continue to, to, to climb all the way you know, through the, uh, the final game of the regular season against Iowa, which is a home game. And they might be peaking in confidence at that point. But it's 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 that that whole Michigan post Michigan uh, I, uh, Illinois deal that I, I think really has you know galvanized this football team that it actually is pretty good and that it can be very good tomorrow uh, on the road. Bill Dolman is with us on Hale Varsity Radio, and besides turning the ball over less, what do you need to see from the offense tomorrow? That's really it, you know. Uh, I, I think as long as they can can get a little bit of momentum with sustained drives, you know that that drive they had after they fumbled the ball in the punt, and Chris, Quentin Newsom uh, recovered it. That was what an eight minute drive that they went on, eighty seven yards, uh, and they capped it off. They held on to the ball. They you know methodically went down the field, and and put points on the board. I, I think that the threat of going deep downfield has probably, I don't want to say been established, but at least it's in the minds that they've got some speedy guys on the outside. And if you can't, if they get past you, you're not going to catch them. And the only thing they can hope for is that Harburg's uh, off target. So I I think Nebraska has to, you know, throw a couple of deep balls and have some success on at least one of them uh, to open things up. And I think, uh, you know, Schmitty put the number at rushing, uh, what was it, last week or uh, at 250, I think if Nebraska can run for over 200 and not turn the ball over, I think that's that's going to be a win. Bill, want to touch on this, and Jeff chimes in, and we were talking about this around the, the 40 segment, hour one, with the, the quarterback situation. And I'm not saying you, you yank Harburg just to yank him, but, but he got pulled last week because the guy was bleeding out of his mouth. He took a monster hit. Sims came in. Disaster ensued. And I don't want Jeff to be painted as a guy that's against a a Harburg. I I think he's done some nice things. Now, my question is this. If he still struggles taking care of the football, and you know Pretty is a, a, a guy that can throw it, but he's also been recruited as a dual threat guy. He's got some speed. He doesn't have the the giddy up or the the finish that that Harburg does just different body type, but that's got that's got to be on the table too. I mean, yes, you're trying to go one and zero each week, but you're also because you've found a way to win three in a row, and yes, a lot of that's because of Harburg going five and one. You, you got to do what's best to spark your offense, and if for whatever reason he can't take care of the football or he's skittish with fumbles or interceptions. 
do you think uh, you could see a bullpen call? Well, I, I, I kind of take issue with what Jeff is saying here. I don't think the, the media beats up Heinrich Harburg. Uh, I, I think that, you know, he has gained a lot of favor and a lot of respect by anybody who's watched this team over the last six games. I think people fear Heinrich Harburg getting beat up, you know, and, and you go back two years ago, and that's where uh, Adrian Martinez got his jaw broke. And then you see the, you know, the, still the beating. still played. Yeah, and then still played. And then you you see that, you know, Heinrich Harburg isn't exactly taking a Shadur Sanders-like beating each and every week. Um, but he got rocked. And and I guess maybe if there's if there's a knock on the kid, is that maybe he's a little too confident in his toughness. And and I and I, I don't mean that in a bad way, that he is a little fearless when he goes in. He's not afraid to take a shot. He's not afraid to uh, to you know, dive forward instead of sliding on his backside, but you know that can that can get you hurt. And when you see that he went out of the game uh, last week, not because of he didn't play well, it was because he was bleeding and didn't know where the guy came from. Right? He said, I, "For all I know, the guy hit me from the sidelines." So I think that's the the fear with Harburg is that he's a little too fearless and he's got to protect himself. A little bit better and he's got to be protected a little bit better because he he cannot continue to 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 get hit like <laughs> like Shador Sanders and I don't think Matt Rule's going to let that happen uh I mean Mo happened last week at UCLA with Colorado was quite frankly you know pretty embarrassing I thought the way you know they handled him and and just that just wasn't fair to the kid uh and I don't think Nebraska is going to do that but Heinrich he he's not afraid and that's good that could put himself in harm's way to where you got to think, well, is it going to be Sims or Purdy? I don't think people are thinking about backup quarterbacks because he's been ineffective. He's not the best quarterback Nebraska's ever had, but he's certainly, you know, not somebody that's going to lose you games. Obviously he's five and one. If, if he doesn't take better care of the football, do you look at another option? That's my thing is between the last two weeks with interceptions and fumbles, Illinois wasn't all on him. All right, that, was, that wasn't a Harburg issue. But he had a tough start against Northwestern. And I'm just asking the question. And Michigan. Because, and he threw an interception against Michigan. You know, that happens. Um, yeah. But the fumbles, the fumbles, though, have, have been between interceptions and turnover and fumbles the last two weeks. You got to – you got to – it can't be you as a quarterback as much as you handle the ball running it tomorrow. You just can't have it. You can't give this team a breath of life no. in Michigan State on senior day, Bill. No, I, look, I, I agree with that. And, and, and maybe that's something that they, they've, they've, they've coached to him over the last couple of weeks. And maybe that shot to the face was a wake-up call. You know, the shot to the face was the slap in the face to say, you know, look. <laughs> you got to protect yourself a little bit better. And if, if you got to go down and gain, uh, and gain seven instead of nine, we can live with that. But at this point, he has established himself as Nebraska's best quarterback. He's a confident kid. He's tough. He's Nebraska tough. Um, I think everybody's proud of the way he's accorded himself. But look, dude, you, you, you got to slide. And, and, I, and I know we love that toughness in quarterbacks. We saw Scott Frost run over 
uh, an Iowa defensive back. We saw Eric Crouch run over Iowa DBs. You know, those are trademarks of Nebraska quarterback toughness. Um, but, you know, Heinrich, for for his own good and Nebraska's own good, might need to, you know, be, uh, be a little more cautious than heroic. Well, with that being said, and I kind of asked Jacob earlier in the show the exact opposite question, do you think they dial back the QB option? No, because I think that's I think that's part of the game. Now he pitched your offense. Ball, he pitched the ball more he did. the last game than I think he's than the entire season. And that's probably something else they're working on and saying, look, uh, nobody has to steal our signs. Everybody knows you're not going to pitch it, yeah. right? We don't. We don't need. You know, Michigan can save the plane ticket and the batteries in the in the in the camcorder. All right, they know you're not going to pitch. So last week against Purdue, he actually pitched the ball a, a, a lot more, and that certainly opens up the option game. But look, they're not going to pass. They're not going to give up on the option game to throw the ball 34 times. They're well, still right, yeah. 14 to 15 times per game, and they're still going to utilize the option. And if he makes the option much more of a, you know, a danger that he might run or he might pitch it, then then the, then it's going to be a, a a fairly effective game plan. Bill, to close out, partner, I need, and Bill Dolman with us, Hale Varsity Radio on the road here, East Lansing. A thought on these accusations about. Now, Ryan Day's family involved with espionage themselves when it comes to private eyes. I don't know if it's Mike Hammer or uh, or Magnum P.I., but... Hey, hey, do you remember when Ferris Bueller went to pick up Sloan at school? Yeah. That's what I keep... I just, that just keeps coming to my mind, you know. Sloan, come along now. <laughs> you have a kiss for daddy? Uh, yeah, that's what type of family they are. <laughs> I mean, that's what I keep picturing Connor Stallions as you know as showing up with the uh, you know with the overcoat, the overcoat, the, the Phil Jackson the overcoat. Yeah. yeah, but you know, we joked about this a couple of weeks ago that uh, Diane Ray was going to be the one behind all this. And <laughs> we were ahead in the script. I mean, here it is. We said, I said, you know, we're probably going to find out that somebody from Ohio State's involved, and it's somebody named. Diane Ray, and lo and behold, it's it goes to New Hampshire now because that's where yeah. he's from, and uh, you know, so Michigan is doing this counterintelligence um, a plan to find out. What, I mean, I cannot wait for that regular season finale. I hope they play six quarters. I mean, just they let might. the game go on until they eliminate themselves. Well, that's been the uh, the on three story by Andrew Graham is pretty crazy. Elijah chimes in. I'm almost a Gary, Indiana. Wish me luck, guys. Yeah, good luck. Uh, stop by the Jackson. <laughs> yeah, stop by the Jackson 5 Museum. Quickly. Yes. Very. <laughs> before, before, before Joe beats that ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get out, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, this uh, Ohio Bill, State, it, Michigan thing, it, just, it's, it is so made for TV. Oh, my gosh, what a story. Give me a prediction, Dolman. We have been taking a few uh, suggestions. We'll get to more of them as the show rolls forward. What do you say happens in East Lansing tomorrow, Nebraska or Michigan State? Well, look, if, if Nebraska gets a couple of scores early, it's game over. Michigan State is not going to come back. If they use the, the true freshman quarterback, Levitt, 
They're going to blow his red shirt. He's thrown the ball 14. He's 14 of 21, but not faced a defense like the one he'll face tomorrow. If Nebraska takes an early lead, two scores, game over, it'll be somewhere between 38 to 10 and 380 to 10. So Dolman says the Husker cover 38 or something like that. Bill, we'll check in tomorrow with you, bud. Appreciate you much. Okay, go Big Red. There he is. More on Michigan, Ohio State. Wolverine insider Greg Henson on the way. Hail Varsity continues.